and readers call home. Quarterback in this thing, it's your player partner, Shane Green. And before we get into today's show, make sure to hit that like and subscribe button for your partner. I truly appreciate it. As y'all should know by now, we coming to you live and direct from the Gulf Town, Montgomery, Alabama. And I want to give a shout out to that boy, Michael Rimmer, over there in Georgia. For the past few weeks, I've been on that Killer Mike album, that Michael. It's hard. Actually, the nigga been hard, you know what I mean? Because we was introduced to him on that whole world track off the Outcast, thank on your album, right? Dude made a, 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 a grown man album, and sometimes it takes people a little while to catch on. You feel me? Keep doing your thing, my nigga. Much success to you. And keep it quick. But let's get into today's show, though. Who we got coming through this week? Today, we got an urban romance author is out of B-more, who's a mother that works in corporate America and also penned 1920 novels to date. And we have her here today to discuss her latest one, The Accidental Queen. So without further ado, y'all give it up for L.R. Jackson. Good having you, Richard Queen. Thanks for coming through. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be able to join you today. Out, out. The pleasure's all mine, right? How you feeling today, though? I'm feeling good. It's nice and hot outside. We've got a few more weeks of warm weather before fall and winter gets here, so I'm feeling pretty good. That's what's up. Yo, I, I tell all my guests, you know, this platform was created, you know, to highlight and celebrate urban fiction authors and authorists and mm-hmm. all the endeavors, right? Yeah. You know, this is the spot where they can come and connect with their people, their readers, and let them know, you know, what they got going on and what to be expected from them in the future. You feel me? Mm-hmm. But the folks want to hear from you, so I ain't going to hold you. You know, introduce yourself to the viewers, let them know your story and what you plan to accomplish in this industry. Absolutely. So uh, I, as, as introduced, I am Arthur L.R. Jackson. Um, I've been writing since I was about 10 or 11 years old, um, so for a long time, but I didn't get my first book published until 2016. Um, so I, yeah, so I've been in this for quite some time. I've been under publishers, I've self-published, uh, whatever works for me at the time. Um, I write, uh, romance books, um, romance suspense, contemporary, um, anything dealing with romance, um, plot twists, that's my thing. 
Um, so if you're looking for that sappy Harlequin romance, that's not really me. Well, mine has a, a lot more uh, uh, suspense to it and keep you on the edge of your seat. So, yeah, um, I love hearing from readers and, and, you know, people reach out to me all the time, um, just, just telling me how much they love my work and, and how they love that it's not the norm. So I'm glad that my writing style um, is able to connect with readers. Ain't no doubt. Hmm? Um, you familiar with the, with the show? I don't know if you're familiar with it or not, but we do ask a series of questions, you know, to let the, the fans and the viewers, you know, get get an intimate look at the people who create these stories, right? Hmm. Um. With that said, here's the first question: The Accidental Queen. What was the inspiration for this book? The inspiration from The Accidental Queen just came from my love of all things queen. Um, the thing about it, though, is that you don't really see a lot of us in movies about kings and queens and things of that nature. So I've watched things about the Tudor dynasty and King Henry VIII and um, Spanish queens and all that other stuff. And it just made me think about my story um as black people here in america we don't necessarily always know where we came from and so i just started thinking about wow how many of us did come from or descended from kings and queens and that's where the story kind of uh you know started brewing in my head yeah we did have quite a few they don't they don't speak on our kings and queens mm -hmm. yeah yeah right did you always want to be an author? If not, what did you want to be growing up? I wanted to be, so I accomplished both things I wanted to be. Okay. Um, there's a high school article that my mom just sent me that they did on me my senior year. And I said that when I graduate, I'm going to attend Ruby State University. I'm going to have a master's in business and I'm going to work in corporate America in accounting. I did just that, <laughs> which is which was the goal. But then I became a mom, and you know that took over most most of my life. I mean, you're talking 16, 17 years before I was able to really sit down and focus on my passion. Um, so writing was always there as a passion, but as a young single mom trying to take care of a child, passion takes the back seat to the money. So I focused on the career, and then when I was able to, I was able to dive into my passion. Got back to it. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, I don't say unfortunately, but that's just real life. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Gotta, he or she got to eat, and he clothes, and he shoes. Mm -hmm. so. You know. <laughs> yes. How do you but come up with it was perfect timing, though, because with the career, I'm able to invest back into my passion. Had I done the passion first, it would have been a completely different uh, path than what I have now, you know? Sometimes it delayed our fours and we don't even know it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, 
How did you come up with the material you're writing about? Oh, stories just come just come in my head. Like seriously, I just um, I'm a little uh, unorthodox with writing. I don't really create an outline. I don't really write out chapters. Like a story comes in my head. The only thing I do write are the character names and the uh, characteristics that I want them to have. So he's, he's this tall. He went to school here. He's uh, dark skinned. And then with the woman, she's this. And then I just sit in front of the laptop and write. The only time I actually jot a note down is if I'm at work or if I'm asleep or if I'm out and and, and something happens and I want to add a chapter, I'll write it down real quick so I don't forget. But that's pretty much it. It's like the story, the stories just come. That's a that's a good good gift to have. <laughs> it is. I'm hoping I'm blessed to maintain this gift. <laughs> How do you select the name? of your characters so sometimes i google uh -huh. and sometimes i hear a name and if I, I have i do write those names down i have a bank of names and as the story comes i i just look through the names and whatever name jumps out at me for that character is the name that i use i was in a, in a restaurant once and the waitress's name was ireland and I was like, oh, I like that for a name. And I wrote it down and used it in another book. <laughs> That's what's up. Yeah. Do, do, do you ever use, like, some names of somebody that you actually know? I do, but not really for main characters. Uh -huh. um, I'll use those names for side characters or somebody who might pop in a scene once or twice. Word, word. Are any of your are any of the characters in your book based on people in your real life? If so, can you tell us more about the process and how it influenced your writing? Yes. So all mothers in my books are based off of my mother. They're all nurturing, um, just uh supportive, loving, um, close relationship with their daughters. That stems from my relationship with my mother and my relationship with my daughter. Word. So every um, mother character is like that. Um, every best friend character is really based off the relationship with me and my best friend. Same thing, you know, very loving, supportive, always there, fun, you know, tell you what you need to hear. Um, and that's pretty much it. As, as far as myself, I think there's bits and pieces of me in every female character, um, but, you know, I haven't really wrote a book where it's 100% me because I like the world of creating. So I'd much rather create a character than to do one that's based off of me. My life's not that interesting anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I go to work, I write, I'm a mom. <laughs> Is is this a standalone? Or yeah. Or is it standalone? Yes. All my books are, are standalones. I, I I don't particularly like series. Um, I will do a spinoff, which I'm in the process of doing now. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
What kind of research? Well, you say you don't do it. You say it just comes, it just flows. What kind yeah. of research do you do and how long do you spend researching before beginning a book? have to do a little research like the accidental queen um i created my own african country i, I didn't want to actually offend anybody from africa so i wasn't going to what's the name of mafa chico i don't know where the heck that name came from <laughs> oh no i know where it came from so in doing my family history um i was able to find out that my paternal grandmother's side came from an area in Virginia called Mapachinga. And they were like the Mapachinga Indians or something like that. So that name like stuck with me and I kind of used the name, but just changed it up a little bit. And I created my own fictional African world so that if anybody picked this book up that was really from Kenya or Nigeria, they wouldn't be like, wait a minute, this isn't right. You know, I got to get what I wanted. So I did research as far as um, what type of flowers are in Africa. How does the water look? Just general stuff. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then I built um, around that. If I do, if the story takes place in another city, then I may, and I name a hotel, I may Google just to make sure I'm not naming a real hotel, you know, because I don't want to get sued for using a real, you know. So I do little things like that. The nearest city to me, most of my books, the, the cities are based out of New York. That's the closest big city to me. There's also Philadelphia, but I just like New York better. <laughs> no offense to my Philly people. Um, but you know, I just like New York um, a lot better. So I do a little research as far as that. Okay. Are there any parts of the book you particularly like explore? Any particular parts of the book that I like to explore? To enjoy exploring. Oh, yes. Probably creating the fictional African country that was so fun. Like if I went to Africa today, how would I want it to look? And that's what I that's what I did. I'm trying I'm trying to see that in my head now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Even down to the castle. Like how would I want a palace to look? Like it was it was just so fun creating my own little, you know, world. Went all out there. Yeah. What's the most difficult thing about writing characters of the opposite sex? Probably making sure that the male's point of view, because I write dual points of views. I write from the male and female's perspective. Just trying to make sure that the voice is something that a man would say or that I'm writing him the way that a man would be. Because it's easy to blur the lines when you're a woman. Like, you know, like one time I'm like, oh, a man wouldn't say that. Like, let me change this up. <laughs> so, you know, and I rely on male friends sometimes. I call and be like, hey, if you were in love with a woman, like, would you? So I have help there, but that's probably the hardest part for me is just keeping it authentic. Because yeah. I, like to, I like to write about 
I like to write about alpha men. I like men who um, are protective of their women, gentle, loving, and, um, you know, I just want to make sure that it's authentic as possible. That's what I was going to ask. We're going to have no males to get their perspective of what it, it may sound like a... I have a few friends. Yeah, I have a few male friends. One is, one is in the industry as well. And we've been friends since like 2015, 2016. And it changes though. So like a while ago when they were single, the answer was different. But over the years, as they've been in relationships and stuff like that, I noticed a change in the answer. And I'm like, oh, see, answers are different when you're single. Then when you're in a relationship, so I get to get um, both of those perspectives from them. They just, they just evolving and find somebody that you know they yes. really did. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you believe in writer's block? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, it happens. What made you decide to independently plus publish your book? Um, I decided to independently publish, um, just for the creative control. I like having the say in the covers and all that. But then when I was approached by a major publisher for the Accidental Queen, I was able to just talk that out with them and say, Hey, this is what I like to be involved in. Like, if I'm going to do this, I kind of still need a say in certain things. And I was lucky enough to be to be able to get that. Because okay. that doesn't so, always happen. So if you're, you're, signed, if you're signed to a publisher, mm-hmm. you don't have no say-so about the book cover? The publisher picks the book cover? In most instances, yes. That's how that works. But if you're lucky enough to sign to a publisher who also cares about your vision for the work, they will take your consideration. Um, they will take it into consideration. With the Accidental Queen, um, I wanted to stick to a certain theme. Um, I told them how I wanted it to look. They sent me a few, um, you know, a few different covers, and we collectively was like, "This is it." And they allowed me to be involved and, you know, go back and forth a few times and I'll send them a picture like, no, 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 I kind of like this, you know. And they may even say something like, I know you like that, but that won't sell, like this will sell. And then I have to then make a decision and say, okay, you know what, I have to look at the business aspect of it as well. You know, you may like it, but it may not sell, who knows. You know, it's just about working together, and I'm grateful that that I had that because it doesn't always happen. What are your thoughts on the current state of the publishing industry? Uh, It's changed. Um, So, self-publishing hit real big, I want to say, back in like 2014, 2015, maybe even before. So any author who published around that era at the rise of of Kindle Unlimited and self-publishing, oh my gosh, they made bank. They made bank. The pay pay tier was a lot different than what it is now, and they were making money. They were hitting the list because it was a small amount of authors, romance, 
talking specifically romance genre. Small amount of romance authors that got into that. Over time, as romance it became saturated, KDP changed the pay scale. Now a thousand people can self-publish, and it just it just changed the trajectory um, of it. I feel um, that this current state of the publishing industry um, has gotten better because now it's becoming more diverse. Uh, authors are speaking out about differences when it comes to uh, white authors versus black authors who are in the same genre, maybe designed to the same publishing company. Why is it, we're writing the same material, but why is it she got a bigger sign-on bonus than what I got? Why is it her book is selling more than mine? So people are starting to speak up about this. White authors are even starting to speak up about this because they've noticed. And that has helped kind of make it better for diverse now publishers that necessarily wouldn't have signed a Black romance author are now looking to do just that. They're looking to diversify their roster. They're looking to, um, you know, now be behind Black stories, Black love, um, which is what I write. Um, and I think that's a, that's a good thing. It really is. What is the most unethical practice in the publishing industry? I would say independent publishers that don't have their writers' best interests at heart. Luckily, I've never gone through that. Um, I was signed with an independent publisher in 2016, and she genuinely cared, cared about us and wanted us to do well and all. She just decided she didn't want to publish anymore. But just from seeing things just on social media and stuff, everybody's not that lucky. You know, um, it, it's a lot of work to it from self-publishing. And what I've noticed a lot of um, publishers simply do Kindle Unlimited. And you can make a lot of money that way. That's fine. But if you want to really branch out and be everywhere, you should be published on multiple platforms, in my opinion. Not just Kindle Unlimited. You know, you've got iBooks, you, you know, you've got Kobo, you've got, you've just got all these different um, platforms, and I think more independent publishers should move into those spaces as well. I agree. I agree. This is the final question, uh, Ella. Do you have any advice for aspiring authors? Yes. I would say just write the book. <laughs> just get, um, just get to it just right just get to it people come to me all the time i want to write a book i don't know how yes you do just write the book everything else comes you don't have to worry about the editing because you're going to get an editor you know it'll help you construct and all that but just write the story i'm a believer that once you've written a story you are an author whether it's published or not you have written a story and that's I think the definition of an author, I haven't looked it up, is someone who writes a story. I don't think it matters if it's published or not. But that would be my advice. Just write the story and go from there. Okay. Some sound, some sound advice. Yes. Um, give your fans and the viewers a brief synopsis of the accidental thing. Ah, 
Yes, I have the book here. I'll read the back of it. <laughs> All right. Unlike fairy tales of old, sometimes a woman must fight to save her king. Ebony Rose desires the freedom to love without limits, but that's for people who aren't harboring the kind of skeletons that could threaten their very existence. Desperately running from her past and a broken heart, Ebony refuses to allow anyone to get close to her until she crosses paths once more with Zafari, the knight in shining armor she lost long ago. The last thing King Zafari expects to find in New York is the girl who got away, although he had hoped. Marrying a woman outside of his culture is strictly forbidden, and the clock is ticking for him to choose a queen. However, Ebony Rose embodies all the qualities he seeks in a mate and a matriarch for his country, and Zafari is determined to make Ebony his, despite the laws and traditions that stand between them. Then he makes a grave discovery that causes his world to spiral and leave him questioning everyone he loves. Secrets buried under betrayal emerge, threatening to destroy the bond between Ebony and Defari. Will they survive the sinister conspiracy surrounding them, or will royal misdeeds and scandal topple their chance at redemption and true happiness? There it is. There it is. Y'all check out LR, man. She got Thank things. you. Hey, we've come to the end of another episode of our own thing. And I'd like to thank our guest, L.R. Jackson, for coming through. Share your social media handles with the viewers, the ones who want to follow you or check out your work. Yeah, so you can follow me on Facebook at Arthur L.R. Jackson. You can follow me on Instagram at L.R. Jackson Arthur. And you can follow me on TikTok, Arthur L.R. Jackson. Okay. Yep. Before we get out of here, let them, let them know what you got coming up in the near future. So right now what I have coming up are, uh, gosh, I have like four more books coming up. So the next book is called Tainted Liberties. That's going to be released next year. That's a little outside of my norm. That's not really a romance. Um, it has a, a spill kind of how the movie um, Crash is all different pieces collectively coming together in one plot. And then I have a spinoff to The Accidental Queen. There's two more books coming out of this and a book um, uh, that's about a female assassin who falls in love with her next partner. So those are one of the horizons. <laughs> oh, man. The female yeah. assassin falls in love with the target. Yes, yep. There you have it. I'll be on the lookout for that, man. Thank you so much, and thank you for having me. Ain't no doubt. Make sure y'all hit that like and subscribe button for me. The next time, let's be it. One. Hi.